0: This is Under the Low Bridge, an unconventional history of the Erie Canal. In honor of the 200th anniversary of its construction, the History Department at the University of Rochester presents six environmental stories. And you're listening to Here You Are. Low bridge, everybody down. Low bridge, for we come and do it down. And you'll always know your
1: neighbor. Hi, I'm Josh Robbins. And I'm Adrian Harwood. This is episode two. Canal fever.
0: Josh, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think about the Erie Canal?
1: Sal the mule, of course.
0: (laughs) I walked right into that one.
1: Yeah, the Erie Canal and its mules revolutionized economies of New York State, New York City, and the U.S. It created unprecedented prosperity and connected the East Coast to the emerging Midwest.
0: Right. So what if I told you that in the 19th century it had another meaning? When people talked about the Erie Canal, they also thought about dirty disease-ridden cesspools, and dangerous miasmas.
1: You know what? That reminds me of a case I read about during the construction of the Ohio and Erie extensions of the canal in 1825. Really? What about it? (laughs) Let's cruise along the canal to Roscoe, Ohio. It's a warm summer day. A canal worker lies in bed. He yawns feverishly, his fingernails blue, and describes the feelings of lassitudes as little cold sensations shooting up and down his spine until his teeth begin to chatter in his jaw. Dr. Samuel Lee prescribes the canal worker whiskey to treat his debilitating fever. He ain't sick. He's got the agger. You know what? That sounds a lot like... Canal fever. This is a story about an infamous disease. One that was largely misunderstood and is an important piece in helping explain the myth of a dead Irishman for every yard of the canal built in northeastern Ohio during the 19th century. Agger was the
0: Ohio laborer's variation of canal fever and is derived from the medical term ague fever. The sickness was considered to be so inescapable that people actually refused to regard it as a disease, but considered it a result of hard work. Engineers, contractors, and doctors had adopted this narrow view of ague's causes in an effort to maintain the rigorous
1: construction schedule. It's interesting that during a time of great technological innovation, medical practices remain primitive. Close attention was paid to bodily humors, an idea hatched in ancient Greece when diagnosing and treating such diseases. The four basic humors were blood, yellow and black bile, and phlegm, and their relationship with the four elements, wind, air, water, fire, compromised health. Physicians had a tendency to view the body as porous, and being exposed to unfamiliar environments and particular climates could lead to infection or poor health.
0: This line of thinking is definitely consistent with the association of poor working conditions on the canal to the contraction of disease. In the worst circumstances, Irish laborers were knee-deep in a foot of swamp water, with their legs swelling from inescapable dampness for 12 to 15 hours a day. The still swamp water that engulfed the workers' bodies was believed to have contained toxic properties and when consumed through breath and drink led to the contraction of ague fever.
1: Don't forget about the heat. It was also an important factor determining the prevalence of ague outbreaks. Instances of ague fever peaked between June and August, the hottest months of the year. In fact, outbreaks had become so widespread during periods of high temperature that contractors had been forced to halt construction after laborers refused to work out of fear of contracting ague.
0: So, if an imbalance of humors was supposedly the cause of so much death and suffering, how come I've never heard about it before?
1: It's probably because this view of health and medicine would become obsolete at the turn of the 20th century.
0: Okay. So what really caused canal fever?
1: Well, just like the canal was a groundbreaking innovation of its time, others would follow. In Linda Nash's book, Inescapable Ecologies, she points to germ theory as the prominent reason that our understanding of medicine has changed forever. It allowed scientists and doctors to look at microorganisms and their role in contributing to the outbreak of disease. Mosquitoes! Exactly. Nash's study in the California Valley actually reveals that the myriad of fevers and diseases affecting these people were very similar to those on the Ohio and Erie Canal. And what was a common feature leading to disease? Proximity to water. So both
0: groups of people fell victim to malarial diseases due to their interactions with the natural environment. The fever, sluggishness, and debilitation that workers on the canal experienced was actually a strain of malaria all along ironic. What do you mean? It just seems ironic that the Erie Canal was one of the greatest technological innovations of its time, yet one of its biggest problems was a lack of medicinal technology available to treat a dying workforce.
1: Well, canal fever shows that there was more to the Erie Canal than just trade and travel. The prevalence of Ague and all of its malarial cousins reveal that a 19th century understanding of disease was largely shaped by porous bodies and their love-hate relationship with the natural environment. So, despite the fact that the canal and
0: its mules saw economic prosperity right around the corner, it came at the cost of thousands of lives. The abundance of Irish graves that sit parallel to the Ohioan area today serve as a reminder that all myths contain some sort of truth. But in some cases, the truth might have a little more to it than we would like to believe.
1: This episode was made possible by the generous support of several departments at the University of Rochester. The hear our team, would like to thank Melissa Mead at the Department of Rare Books and Special Collections, Blair Tinker in the Digital Scholarship Lab, Stephen Ressner at the Department of Audio and Music Engineering, and last but not least, the Department of History. Oh, bridge, yeah.